Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, the one, the only Riley Breakfield, also known as Titties by some of my friends as well as many of my enemies. This is a podcast, if you never listen, where we talk mostly sports, sometimes politics, sometimes culture, pretty much whatever is going on in the world or whatever I want to talk about, whatever's on my mind. Sometimes I try to catch pedophiles, you know, shout out Tom Hanks, we all know he's one, say it every time. But today's show, we got a little bit of news to start off, my top five, then a little bit of uh, NL National League Baseball talk, and then a couple of College World Series predictions, picks for the Super Regional round. You know, nothing too crazy, but nothing, nothing bad. So let's just get into it. Starting off with the news, Ron Holland, number one player in the 2023 class, I believe, of college basketball, recently signed with the G League. You know, I saw somebody you know, talking about how this there's a big problem with college basketball and how they're not getting these top tier guys. These guys are going to the G League, the overtime elite, you know, going across seas, all this stuff. But the one thing I will continuously point out, it seems to me, is these guys that aren't going the collegiate level, they seem to be struggling when they first get to the NBA. The one thing I really continuously hate about the NBA is the fact that, you know, all these young guys that are so talented, so awesome, you know, they leave after one year of college and then you don't really hear about them for about three or four years. I don't remember really the last one off the top of my head that immediately I honestly probably was Jason Tatum because, you know, the Celtics teams were going to the Eastern Conference Finals. He was the probably the first one where you're seeing, like, early success right away. Other than that, you know, a lot of these guys are still struggling. It's not struggling, but they're just it takes time for them to adapt to the NBA game, all that stuff. I'm just kind of getting sick and tired of it. So good for this kid, but, you know, I think there's a real problem there. And then the NBA doesn't market these guys very well as well. I don't think, you know, they stick to these big stars. So then when all these new faces start to come, everyone's like, who's this, you know, and it doesn't really have a lot of growth in my opinion, but whatever. That's just my thoughts about that. Game three of the NBA Finals is tonight as well. He tied it up to, uh, sorry, 1-1 one, one, um, in game two. So I still think Nuggets are going to win this one. I think, you know, there's kind of a little bit of a hiccup there. The Heat, you know, they're one of those teams that you you got you to close them out. They're, they're going to fight till the very end. You can't just sit there and think that you got it in the day. We saw that happen with the Celtics. So I have them with the Bucks. So I have them with the Knicks. You actually have to put the Heat away because that's just what they do. So I, I still do think the Nuggets win this one in six. I think Nuggets win tonight probably. Who knows? I'll probably jinx it, but I'd probably just jinx it by saying I jinxed it. But maybe I just unjinxed it, but then jinxed it again. But then I'll unjinx it. So who knows? But I'm still rocking with the Nuggets in six. The PGA Tour and Live Golf um, are now merging, joining forces. Um, I haven't followed this too much. This is kind of some big news because for so long, so many guys at the PGA um, went to bat for the PGA, wouldn't leave for Live because, you know, the amount of money, no matter the money they they, they didn't want to leave. I mean, some guys were getting paid ridiculous amounts, you know. And it's backed by Saudi Arabia, you know, possible ties 9-11, all that jazz. But they're now merging, and you kind of feel awful for all those guys that stuck with the PGA that, you know, said all these things and stuck by their side. And now it seems like the PGA is not making a lot of money. So now they're merging. I'm not too sure about the details, but it's just kind of a shitty situation if you're a PGA player, I would think. So whatever for them, you know. And it's just they're still going to play the game they love. That's all that matters. It sadly seems that we're having a massive holdup in the new NCAA football game that was set to be released next summer, 2024. 
Uh, according to some reports, the players are only going to be, be getting paid $500 for their uh, name, image, and likeness. You know, the average, I think I looked it up, the average couple of years ago for a Madden check was about $17,000. Um, according to uh, this on three article that I read, you know, and every player was was getting around that amount. You know, you add that up for, the, for an NFL roster and you know, all the guys on the game, you're looking at around 28 million, probably closer to 30, honestly. I, for, I forgot the, you know, thing about practice squad players, the free agents, stuff like that. Um, this. I want the kids to get paid. I've, I've been a, I've been a big believer of the NIL. I've always thought that these athletes should get paid because it just makes so much sense. But at the same time, I don't think that they should be getting a ridiculous amount of money from EA Sports for being in the game. It's just it's kind of one of those things. You you, you want the players to get what they deserve, but you also really want the game to come out, and you're really like how. how what is the perfect amount? I mean, when you sit back and think about it, there's about 105 players on uh, a college football roster. There's 130 teams. I mean, that's just an outrageous. There's a huge number. It's a huge talent pool, right? Those guys wouldn't be making 17000 There's no way they could get that amount of money. I mean, that'd be paying like $232 million. You know, and when you look at the numbers that Madden made, it was only about $600 million what Madden makes on average, I believe, from what I from the article that I read. So what what is the sweet spot? How, how what do these kids deserve? Five hundred to me. I mean, for being in a video game, I don't think NFL players need seventeen thousand for being in a, for being in a video game. I don't really, I don't get that number either. So what is the sweet spot when there is so many so many players, so many teams, all that you know? You're you're just looking at a huge number. What what's what's the right number for these kids? I would even say a thousand. I mean, you've seen some players come out today and say. That they don't they they pay for they do it for 20 bucks they do it for free you know and then there's some guys who want that money who are like no this is my one chance maybe to make a decent amount of money off nil because just because it's there it doesn't mean that everybody's getting it you know what i mean so i just hope it kind of works itself out i really it's my favorite video games so i just want it to happen but at the same time i do want these kids to get what they deserve because that's the whole point of the nil that was the whole argument for many years. I mean, that's why the game got shut down. It's because kids weren't getting paid. So you hope it gets figured out, but I really, I really hope they figure it out soon. I don't want any more hiccups to this whole, this whole thing. You know what I mean? And in other news from EA, Josh Allen got the cover of the new Madden. You know, that just happens to drop. That news happens to drop the same day. Cool for Josh Allen. Hope the Madden curse doesn't come get him, but you never know, right? Lionel Messi. Is uh, reportedly going to be joining the MLS. He will be getting some revenue shares from um, the Apple TV subscription. You know, it's like they're going to be getting a lot of soccer games and stuff like that. He's also going to be getting a deal with Adidas, a little bit of profit sharing there as well. So big move for him. He's going to help grow the, the American League as well. So he'll, he'd love to see it for that aspect. You know, get more business in America is what we need as a country. So I'm all for it. Ex uh, USFL president. Brian, Brian Woods is uh, launching a new high school football league next spring, feature about 12 cities. Um, they're hoping to get a bunch of four and five stars. I don't think that they will. I mean, that would be dumb. Any parent or coach or anyone really looking at that, I don't think it's a good idea for your kid. You don't need to put too much wear and tear on them. You know, if I'm a two-star, a one-star, a three-star, that's something I might be interested in. You know, there's a lot of big markets. I know it's like Dallas and Houston and um, New Orleans, Los Angeles, a lot of those bigger areas, you know, that's where these 12 cities are going to be located at. So if you're a, 
a lower rated recruit, that might be your chance to help showcase your talent, you know, get, get better offers, put your face out there so more people can possibly see you. Don't really know too many deals about it. It sounds like it's kind of just getting off the ground a little bit here, but could be a good idea. could be a horrible idea. Who, who really knows? I just don't, I don't think it's going to work out in the long run. If you're four or five star, why go waste your chance? You know, yes, they're going to be getting paid. They're going to be making a, a decent amount and NIL money, I think is what it's going to be considered. But I think it's definitely something that the bigger name should stay away from for a couple of years until it kind of sorts itself out, honestly. In other news, Zion has uh, Mariah Mills, I believe she's a porn star, all in a tip today. She tweeted out something about how she helped him get in shape. She motivated him to get in shape, and then he turns around, you know, taking all these videos of her, getting fucked by him, basically, and then says that she that he basically got some low-budget porn star pregnant and wants a DNA test. Just absolutely wild stuff. You, you hope Zion gets that. I'll figure it out. That's an absolute wild way to get blasted on social media. So... Best of luck to him, I guess. I don't know. It's if you if you have Twitter, go check it out. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's it's a wild ass tweet. It's probably gonna be go down in the Twitter Hall of Fame of tweets, honestly. Speaking of pregnant pregnancies and sex, Sweden has declared sex a sport for the first ever sex competition that is set to take place today. June 8th. Um gonna be quite a wild scene. You know, they they came and decided that it was considered a sport or I don't really know how that all happened, but the competitors will take place in about, or the competitors will compete, excuse me, will take, the competitors will compete in like a six hour sex fest that will feature, you know, solo performances, duets, maybe even a little band ensemble or something like that. But the judges, there's judges for this and the, the public or people watching or however, I don't know how that all works, but they can also, you know, rank or critique these people. They'll be, they'll be judged up in these, these areas championship seduction don't really knows what that don't really know what that means i think it's just like how good are you at seducing someone basically you know a massage of various body parts you know rubbing them down making sure you know getting them erogenated or that's not even that's not the right use of that word but turning them on you know getting good massage in there the prelude you know just a little bit of action before what are you doing to kind of spice things up you know what are you doing to get your partner aroused kind of thing oral sex you know how good obviously can you suck a dick or eat some pussy basically is what that's going to be judged off of you know you got to get in there do the dirty work everyone loves to get the dirty work you just did right penetration you know how deep are you getting how how fluid is your motion how good are your hips you know i've always been personally very good at with my hips so it's you know it's, it's all about the hips really when it comes to sex endurance how long it can last so basically i mean that that's the crazy part this is like six hours i don't know how exactly in those six hours, what you have to do, but how long can you probably have sex for? You know, how long can you not come pretty much? Appearance, you know, pose, performance kind of thing. You know, how you look during sex is it attractive, is it ugly, is it scary, is it hideous, is it something beautiful? That kind of kind of thing. Creativity when you're changing positions, you know, oh, if you can pick her up and throw her around, all those kind of things. The amount of orgasms, you know, that, that for me personally, I'd be out after one. I'd be like, I'm done. I can't. I'm not somebody that just comes a lot, I guess, you know, I just don't, that's just not me. Artistic performance, you know, how beautiful and fluid are the motions? Does it look like, you know, can you not look away, basically? I think is what they're looking for there. Um, increased, increased blood pressure and heart rate during sex. The most beautiful and difficult poses and the most artistic communication, basically, 
talking it through. What do you want? What do I want? Kind of thing. So absolutely excited for this. I don't know how to watch it or how to tune in, but I might just have to just to kind of see how this all works out. But it should be absolute scenes, I would think. A new Walgreens in Chicago is now a anti-theft store. The first of it, the first of its kind, um, features only two aisles. Everything else needs to be ordered at a virtual kiosk. Kind of their way of trying to crack down. You know, the theft. If you haven't seen, there's a lot of videos that go around of people just stealing stuff, and a lot of people are just like, whatever, take it. No, no point in trying to stop it from happening. In fact, Lulu Lemon recently fired two employees for trying to stop somebody from. Um, committing theft and there the reason was it's clear in the policy that no one is to engage with someone trying to steal something basically doesn't make sense to me absolutely weird but that's just how it is but walgreens first one to come out with that probably a good idea when you think about walgreens what you know what they sell drugs medicine stuff like that so it's probably probably for the best in that case but absolute weird world we live in right the last bit of news here a deadly train crash happened in india over the weekend i believe Killed over 280 people and injured around 900. Um, saw the pictures on Twitter. Absolutely devastating look. Thoughts and prayers to them. It's just a sad, sad deal. It's crazy that trains can still crash no matter the, the more technology that we continue to get in today's age. Now for this week's top five. My top five this week is weirdest things to give your money to, in my opinion. Starting it off with number five, prostitutes. I understand those women got to do what they can to make a dollar. Love it. Go do it, ladies. But as a man, how the hell are you paying for sex? That's got to be the most depressing, demoralizing, saddest thing you could do. Like You really have to pay for sex. You need it that bad, that bad that you have to pay for it. And it's not like you're paying for some porn subscription or paying for somebody's OnlyFans. You're paying somebody to have sex with you because you can't get anyone else to have sex with you. Not your wife, not some random girl you met at a bar, not the not Lysandra who works in the office with you. You are just that sad and desperate to feel the touch of a woman that you have to pay for it. That's just absolutely weird. It's the weirdest thing I could ever give my money to, right? I just don't get it. Number four. A homeless person now I understand you're supposed to help the homeless all that bullshit but at the same time in my opinion if someone is homeless they have burned every single bridge in their life but everybody's got friends everybody's got family and if you're living on the street how in the hell do you not have anyone to turn to to help you out to lend a helping hand it's not that hard to get a job everywhere is hiring these days it seems like Joe Biden sits here and talks about how he's created the most jobs but still homeless population seems to be outrageous so it's not that hard to get a job. I just don't, if you're homeless, I think you're kind of probably a piece of shit more than likely, but just my opinion. Number three, a barber. As a man, how can you give your money to a barber? You shouldn't be going to get your hair cut. That's ridiculous. There's only two hairstyles for a man. Let it grow or get a shaver and shave it yourself. Never once in my life have I paid for a haircut. Never will. It's the weirdest thing I could ever give my money to. I don't need another man or some woman to cut my hair. I can do it myself. I'm a man. Number two, someone in your hometowns GoFundMe. You 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 know what I'm talking about. Those people that you see them post to GoFundMe and they're looking for cash for something that you know is absolutely not true, but for some reason you feel the need to give money to it. You see people that you know giving money to it, and you're like, um, we just talked. The whole town was talking about them a week ago. How they were basically trying to steal money from somebody. All this jazz. 
everyone has those crazy crackheads, you know, they start to go fund me just trying to look for money basically. So that's just weird to give, uh, give money to anybody's go fund me that you just know is absolutely lying. Some of them, you know, sometimes are true, but at the time I can just tell they're a farce. Number one weirdest thing to give your money to is any political campaign. How in the hell as a human being, can you sit back and look and be like, I should give money to this campaign. Why? These motherfuckers are supposed to be working for us. They're supposed to be doing their job is for us as people. Why are we giving them extra money when they're already making a crap ton of money on top of it? Yeah, it's for their campaign. Yeah, bullshit. I don't believe that for a goddamn second. Ain't no way in hell. So how as someone can you sit back and be like, it's the weirdest thing. It's absolute loser behavior. Absolutely just dumb, ludicrous. If you're doing something like that, this coming up next election for anything, you should probably take a deep look at yourself in the mirror and you wonder why your life is hell because you care that much to give money to somebody who isn't even going to do their job. It's basically like giving money to a homeless person. You're just going to use it for drugs or alcohol. But that's my top five weirdest things to give your money to. Now for a little National League season outlook here, starting off with the NL East. NL East has seen a lot of postseason success the past few years. The Phillies were in the World Series last year. The Braves won it the year before. Nationals won it two years before that. You know, tons, tons and tons of success as of late. Um, and the Nationals, they're probably the one team I'm already throwing out of the playoff race. Not a lot of depth. You know, they, they kind of sold pretty much all their big pieces last year. Sitting second worst team in the National League right now, so I don't expect that thing to I don't expect that to change really whatsoever. Um they just don't really have the talent, they don't really have the depth. Their pitching staff, you know, is okay. Their bats are okay. It's, they're already in a hole. I don't really see them coming out of it pretty much. Whereas, you know, a team like the Braves, who are best team in the National League right now, tearing it up. Um great winning great record right now, really good pitching staff, really good, you know, their their lineup is one of the better better in the entire entire MLB. So I really expect them to be back in the playoffs once again this year. You know, then you kind of have those three teams in the middle. The Marlins right now are actually playing really good baseball. Um, I don't know how deep they'll go, but they do, you know, have the potential to have a lot of young stars, especially on that team. The Mets, however, you know, tons and tons and tons of talent kind of sitting right in the middle at the three seat at the in third place right now for the division. On the outside looking in in terms of the wild card, but they're they're very underachieving this year for as much talent as they have on their pitching staff, as much as many good good batters that they have as well. They should be doing a lot better, but they're really not. Um, I don't know if they'll turn it around. It's just kind of been the Mets have always been one of those teams that continues to get all this talent and can never do anything with it. I really don't see that changing this year. Um, the team that's the most interesting by far though is the Phillies, sitting in the fourth place right now. Um, like I said last year, they were in the World Series. Bryce Harper missed the first month of the season with injury. He's been back since he's been back. He's kind of gotten them around or above or close to that 500 mark. They've been under it for most of the season. You know, they've gone through a lot of stretches where they win games and lose games. A lot of that being when they are on the road, they are absolutely horrible. 13 and 22 compared to 16 and 10 at home as of today. They could make a run, but they need to figure that out sooner rather than later. Um, playing on the road is a big part of baseball. You know, you play 82 games on the road or 81 games on the road. They're, they got to they got to tune it up. They got to play better. I do think that they could, you know, make a push, make a run here at some point. They just kind of got to get things figured out. But I really, uh, in terms of that division, the Marlins, 
the Phillies and the Braves are the only teams I'm really looking at making a push for the playoffs. I think the Mets will continue to fall off here and there, just be a 500 team most of the season. The NL Central, headlined by the Brewers and Pirates right now, they're leading the way. Um, the Reds, Cubs, and Cardinals all sitting under 500. The Cardinals actually have the worst record in the National League right now. They're kind of seeing those effects of Yadier Molina being gone now, really affecting them this year. Um, the Reds, however, you know, they're sitting in the third place right now. I don't expect much from them. I think they could stick around that 500 mark all year. Not a great pitching staff, not a, not, a, not a great lineup either. Still a young team trying to figure their place out. Um, the Cubs and Cardinals, though, like I'm talking about the Cardinals, they do have tons of they do have tons and tons of talent still, as well as the Cubs. You know, both those teams are sitting four or five respectively in the division. Um, they need to figure it out. I really am having this weird feeling that they more than likely won't. The Brewers are kind of running away with this division right now. I'm really leaning on them. I really like Christian Yelich. I've liked him for so long. One of my favorite players in the league. So I, I'm really hoping the Brewers hold on and continue their success in this division. I'd be very surprised if they lost it though. Pirates are kind of fun, you know, a lot of veteran guys, Andrew McCutcheon's back there, Carlos Santana, he's, you know, older guy, been around for a while. They, they're playing decent baseball, only three games above 500 right now, sitting in third wild card spot, I believe, though, so they have the potential to continue this throughout the season. I really don't think that they will, though. I think this is pretty much the Brewers division. I think the Brewers will run away with it. Then, last division here, NL West. Absolutely the toughest and most loaded division in the National League from top to bottom. Even the Rockies have a ton of talent. I think you can kind of throw them out, though. I don't really think that they'll make a run. I think the four other teams are really good. Diamondbacks sitting in first place right now. Second best record in the National League. Um, pitching staff's good. Bats are, you know, no big star power, but they've been doing very well throughout the season. Like I said, they're still in first place. Right behind them is the Dodgers. Um, Dodgers are locked to make the playoffs. There's too much talent. If they make the, if they miss the playoffs, there's some injury, something really crazy has to be going on. The Giants, I do think the Giants have the talent, but I, I'm I'm not too keen on them making the playoffs this year. I'm more the team I get mostly excited about when I talk about the National League is the Padres. I absolutely love the Padres. Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, Xander Bogarts, just talent, talent, talent. They are below 500 right now, but I do think that they'll get things changed and make the playoffs. I just think they're too good not to. You know, sometimes you go through these slumps as a hitter. They didn't have Tatis there for a while, but I think ultimately things are going to get figured out, and the Padres are going to be moving in the right direction and make the playoffs. I just I could see the Diamondbacks, Dodgers, and Padres all making the playoffs from this division this year. Now for another little top five, just same as last week. Top five teams in the NNL that I would put a future on. Number one, Braves, sitting at plus 500. You know, like I said, too much too much talent for them not to have a great year. At plus 500, you know, put 100 bucks down, you win 500. Not a bad deal. Dodgers are right there behind them. Same thing, plus 500, you know, 100 bucks, win 500. Both those teams, you know, I think they're sitting one and two in future odds, respectively. Mostly because they're playing great baseball and because they do have the talent. They've, they've done it recently in the past couple of years, so no surprise there. My third is the Padres. Like I was saying, I love the Padres. I think that they're going to figure it out here shortly. They're sitting at plus 2200 um, You know, $100 wins you $220. That's a great that's great bargain deal. Thought of, I've been thinking about putting that one down myself just because that's how much I believe in the Padres. Fourth, Brewers plus 2700 you know, 100 bucks went to 
$2,700. I always mess those numbers up. I've struggled with them ever since I was a child. But I really like them. Like I said, I love Christian Yelich. I could see the Brewers making a big run here, but kind of a long stretch, but that's definitely one to pay attention to. And by far, my favorite. At plus 12,000, the Miami Marlins. You know, you put 100 bucks down, you win 12 grand. Part of me is like looking at this Marlins team and how young they are, the talent that they have, as possibly being just like the Marlins teams that won the World Series back in 97 and 2003. Tons of young talent. I mean, you go back and you look at those rosters and where those guys all went in their careers. Absolutely astronomical. The amount of talent that they had on their teams, you know, what they were able to accomplish after they all left the Marlins. Getting a weird vibe that this could happen with this Marlins team this year. So I honestly might have to put a feature down on the Miami Marlins to win the World Series. Long stretch, I know, but I, I might have to. Just have to. And now to close out the show here, a little College World Series previews or predictions slash picks. Starting off with the Wake Forest Super Regional, Wake Forest, Alabama. I predicted that one correctly. I still do see Wake Forest advancing on to Omaha. Stanford and Texas can predicted that one as well i did pick texas before but i you know what? i'm sticking with texas i was gonna say stanford just because i know you know their depth and their talent and they were there last year but i really do like this texas team so i'm gonna keep texas lsu kentucky um lsu played amazing this weekend kentucky struggled a little bit here and there so i'm still rocking with lsu to advance on to omaha tennessee southern miss i still really like southern miss i mean your coach is retiring what better chance to try to get your team to omaha i think they're gonna do it Florida, South Carolina, got that one correct as well. I still do think Florida advances on. Virginia and Duke, I'm sticking with, I'm going with Virginia on this one. I think that they're just a lot better than Duke. They played this a couple times this year. Virginia won, so I'm, I'm rocking Virginia. Oregon, Oral Roberts, I, I I like Oral Roberts, four seed underdog here, so they're going to advance on. TCU and Indiana State, going with Indiana State still to advance on. I'd love to see a Oral Roberts, Indiana State first round matchup. That would be absolute dreams, but. We'll have to see what happens this weekend. Hopefully you take that advice. You gamble your money correctly. Hopefully you use, your future, use those futures. Hopefully you enjoyed today's show. But no matter what, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And please, please, please share with your friends and family. I appreciate any love you send my way. But for now, your boy Titties is out.